I uh, <clears throat> I want to start off this video, uh, this this Q and A, with a a quick uh, sentiment towards uh, Mike Zaglieri. He was a, a writer, a podcaster, a video, whatever. Same shit I do. He did for uh, Fantasy Pros. A lot of you guys probably know who he is. Uh, he was someone whose work I personally followed. I listened to a lot of his stuff. Um, his wife tweeted out earlier today that he had passed away from uh, from COVID. I'm not sure if he passed away last night or today or uh, when that took place, but he battled with it for a long time. Uh, he was in the hospital since, I want to say, mid-August. Uh, Mike was someone I was fortunate enough to to bring onto my channel for my behind the business of, of fantasy series that I do in the off season. So I got to chop it up with him for, you know, over an hour. Uh, it was one of, one of my favorite interviews I've done on that series. I will, uh, I'll link that in the description. If any of you guys want to check it out, super inspiring. Mike is, Mike is, <laughs> I, I'm not, I don't really like a lot of dudes in the fantasy space. Uh, I just I don't really like the industry as a whole to be completely that's a whole nother subject. But Mike is one of the dudes that I truly, truly um enjoyed making content with, enjoyed following, um, just really enjoyed as a person. He was such a sweetheart. He was one of the the hardest working guys in the industry, like hands down. I was uh, I, I tweeted out earlier this month how I said I personally struggled with making in-season content because it was, it took such a toll on my creativity. And within the thread, I was like, you know, caps off to dudes like Evan Silva and Mike Tags who just ripped through it with with absolutely no, uh, no regards for anything. Just the amount of work that they put into and the amount of passion that they bring to the space is just, uh, it's super, super admired. So prayers to the family. They do have a GoFundMe opening up. Um, so shout out to Fantasy Pros for doing that. They are trying to raise uh, upwards of $100,000 for the Tagliere family to support. You know, he had kids, obviously, and a wife. Uh, Fantasy Pros put in 100 k by themselves. And I believe the GoFundMe after like an hour is all the way up to 100 k But I'll link that in the description as well. So please, if you have anything to give, uh, any amount helps, please, please consider donating. Um, Mike, Mike Tags was an absolute just, you know, a, a legend in the space. He was someone that's absolutely on the on the face of, of the Mount Rushmore when it comes to fantasy football stuff. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have consumed some sort of content from him. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of, um, it's going to, it's a weird comparison, I guess, but for me personally, uh, when Kobe Bryant passed away, I was really, really sad about it. And it's, I don't know. I, I always, I always thought that like when celebrities pass away, it's weird when people get sad, but you start to realize as these things happen, um, what kind of impact that they have on you. Uh, for Kobe, it was like, um, sorry. Kobe was like one of the first dudes that put hard work on a pedestal, you know, like he, he didn't he doesn't glamorize fame and fortune he glamorized hard work man and like showing people what it took to get to places um and that always rubbed off on me that always inspired me 
and uh with mike i kind of felt like it was the same thing man he was he was so hard working that it, it, it like subconsciously is ingrained in me when i see other people in our space putting in the work and really like going above and beyond to separate themselves that's where i get my inspiration from for real i don't i don't really care uh if someone's right or wrong on on a on a topic but you know talent comes and goes but work ethic like that is is very very rare in any form of life so um sorry to start this video off like this um so rest in peace mike uh again consider donating to the family i will link that in the description of the video ah give me a sec sorry Okay, we are bike, I promise. Let's uh let's talk some fantasy. It's gonna be a little hard to do so, but we're gonna do it. All right. Okay, okay, okay. This is a Q and assault. Y'all get to assault me with any questions you might have. Um for your fantasy lineups week three any trades any targets anything y'all got I swear i'm not that emotional anymore but the the lights are sh straight onto my eyeballs so it looks like i'm still crying i'm not crying you're fucking crying i'm crying Kanye ron what's good what's the latest on amari cooper should i go with him or devonta smith so with amari cooper what i've gathered is that it's very much just a pain tolerance thing and he's been practicing um for the most part so he should be Realistically, all systems go. I think Devonte um, or Devonta Smith is a a good start this week, but I would probably I would probably um, I would probably lean with Cooper here. Good matchup, good player. The offense is just something I want pieces of. I can understand though; it is again, it, it's something that they got to play with through a cracked rib. And that's very painful, and it takes like four or five, six weeks to heal. I actually cracked my shit up in high school. I remember I was out for like two years. But these dudes are built different, obviously. Um, I, I would probably give the slight lean to Cooper. Thank you, Brandon. Uh, Edmonds, full PPR, rest of season value. So th this is a this is a question that I'm asking myself, too, because I have him in E-Town Get Down. I have him in a couple dynasty leagues. Right now, I think we're almost seeing a, a renaissance of fantasy running backs where it's like 
a lot of teams just don't really use the right. Like you can have a starting running back that you just simply don't use that much. Like you can tell me that a starting running back gets 65% of the touches, but what does that mean in actuality? And I almost feel like we're getting to that point with Chase Edmonds. It's like uh, Leonard Fournette. You know, we've seen this with a few running backs where Chase Edmonds is the pass catching back. Um, he's getting, he's splitting carries at least. So it's like, what's the value? There's a lot of people I hear saying like, once he starts getting touchdowns, he's going to be a monster. Problem is that's just not what they do with him when they're in the red zone or down inside the 10 yard line. Right. That's all Kyler time. That's all D hop time. That's Kyler running on the ground. So his, his full PPR rest of season value, since he is such a good pass catching back, he's a top 20 back. He will have weeks. I think where he does get in the end zone, he'll probably end up with like four to five touchdowns this year. He'll have weeks where he scores. And when he does score, you're probably looking at, you know, 80 to hundred total yards and a touchdown. So you're looking at like low end RB one numbers. Um, but just the way this offense runs, it's tough to see weekly ceiling numbers. He has a nice floor, but there might be games where they do get on the goal line and give it to James Conner. And in that, if that's the case, then we're going to be hurting it as Edmonds owners. So I think you look at Edmonds as like a bottom running back to better off as a flex play in PPR and half PPR. Are you starting Devontae over Clyde? Man, Clyde is just, uh, it's not looking good for him over there. I have Clyde ranked as the RB like 22 or something down at 50 in the flex spot. And I have Devonta Smith about four or five spots below him. Uh, Smith is going to have a tough matchup with Trayvon Diggs this week. Um, and we've seen, what's his name? We've seen uh, Jalen Hurts obviously struggle throwing the ball. This Dallas defense is a little bit better than we have seen over um, – the first couple of weeks comparatively to what we probably thought they were going to be. I do have Clyde ranked a little bit higher, but I would not fault you for going Smith. Um, is this a PPR league or a half PPR league or what do we got going on here? <laughs> Tags everything in fantasy that Bobby wasn't facts. Uh, can you talk about your thought process on Saquon versus Tyson versus Trey Sermon players matchups opportunity? I know your rankings want to know the thoughts. All right. So, Believe it or not, I actually think Trey Sermon might have the, the highest upside of these three. If we're looking at my rankings, you're obviously going to see Saquon Barkley ranked number one out of these guys. I have him as the number 10 overall running back. The matchup is just phenomenal. We saw last week him get 85% of the touches um, or 85% of the snaps in the running back group. So 10 days rest, playing Atlanta, wonderful matchup. Um, my question again for the, the upside, you can say he has upside because he's athletic and he's got breakaway speed. The upside comes when it comes to fantasy is touchdowns, man. Upside is touchdowns. Upside is passing work. We don't really know where he stands with that. Um, if they do give any of those opportunities to running backs, it's going to go to Saquon. So that's why I have him ranked at number 10. I think he's back to close to a full-time player and you Saquon Barkley. That being said, I have Trey Sermon, uh, assuming Elijah Mitchell doesn't play. My rankings are updated with news relevant to as much as we know at this point. Unless something new breaks on Twitter, let me know in the comment section or the chat, obviously. Um, Trey Sermon's my RB18. Tyson Williams is my RB23. I do like Tyson Williams. He's an RB2 for me. Um, I just, again, he doesn't really catch passes. And who knows what week it's going to be when they just decide to continue, like, split the carries 
in half, right? When Tyson Williams gets 10 carries, Latavius Murray's just randomly gets like 12 carries plus the goal line. So I think he be, he becomes a little bit riskier. I think Trey Sermon is safe as shit, honestly. As weird as it sounds, if Elijah Mitchell's out because Jermichael Hasey's out, I think Trey Sermon might do what Elijah Mitchell did like that. For, I think Trey Sermon might go like 17 for 100 and a touchdown. This is a Green Bay running back or a Green Bay defense that isn't necessarily great against running backs. We know that. Um, let me check some of the actual rankings right now. Packers bottom. What are they? Eh, they've actually been okay. If they had let up any ground touchdowns, they'd probably be inside the bottom 10 or bottom eight there, but they're not a great run defense. Um, so it makes me hype on Trey Sermon. So out of those three, I mean, I'm definitely going Saquon and Trey Sermon there, assuming Elijah Mitchell's out. Chris, I just traded. Also, uh, for those of you guys that are watching afterwards, if you stay through me, crying and shit you can sign up to be a big dog member to get into these cune assaults on bdge.store bdge.store forward slash community we'll get you signed up for q a you'll get my weekly rankings so you don't have to stick around for these q a because my rankings will be right there for you so uh bdge.store forward slash community i just traded jamar chase for javonta williams and mooney like it i was desperate for running back help full ppr yeah uh at this point in the season I would probably take over Javonta Williams straight up, but I do always um, value running backs over wide receivers. Just when we're talking about tit for tat, uh, Mooney's okay. I don't know how many weeks out of the year I'm actually going to be confident to start him in my lineup, but there's definitely upside now. That Justin Fields is going to be their full time starter, so I don't hate it. I think it's a fair trade. Um, obviously, a lot of that's just going to depend on what Javonta Williams works his way into. As much as I have been touting him as a trade target this week, I still think we're probably a couple of weeks off from Javante Williams really being like an impact player, being able to put him into your lineups, all that. But I like what we've seen thus far. He's been more productive other than the one breakaway touchdown run for Melvin Gordon. So if you're not really using Jamar Chase, then this is probably a good trade for you. Star two, CEH, Sermon, and Damian Harris. Wow, that's really, really close for me. Uh, I believe I have... Sermon at wow, you really hit this one. I have Sermon as the 18 again, assuming Elijah Mitchell doesn't play. I love him this week against Green Bay. I have Harris at 20, Clyde Edwards Lair at 21. So it's pretty much a coin flip. Um, they're gonna lean on Harris pretty heavily again. He's not gonna catch passes, but CEH doesn't really catch passes either. I want to say, hold on, let me look into something real quick. We might have some injuries on the Chargers front. That could be good for Clyde Edwards Hilaire. So Joey Bosa mispracticed both Wednesday and Thursday. Uh he's questionable for week three. There's a really good chance that Joey Bosa doesn't end up playing, which is obviously a downgrade for their defense. That can make um that can make Clyde a little bit better. I do have Damian Harris ranked a little bit higher in the rankings. They are basically the same tier, same player-ish for me. I'd say Clyde is more upside. So if you want to lean with Clyde based on the Joey Bosa news, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't fault you for that at all. New Orleans Saints, how they've been doing against the run overall this year when it comes to fantasy running backs? They are pretty bottom of the barrel as usual. Well, not bottom of the barrel, good. They are 23rd in terms of fantasy points allowed to running backs. Only allowed eight receptions to the running back position. Have allowed just 124 rushing yards, which is number eight in the NFL. 46 for 124. Let me check that out. They're, they've always been a really, oh, well, not always, but like recent years, they've always been a super stout. Wow. They are allowing just, uh, did I do this correctly? They're allowing just 2.69 yards per carry to opposing running back. So might not be a strong performance out of Damian Harris. 
we got a lot of questions today. I'll try to rip through these quickly for you guys. And if anyone wants to timestamp these afterwards, you would be a fucking animal. Got Mooney or Sermon for my flex standard. Definitely Sermon for me. Full PPR, give my A-Rob plus James White for Julio. Uh, I'm going to be honest. I'll, I'm probably going to hold on to A-Rob just to see what he looks like with Justin Fields now. I think A-Rob and, and Julio are, are very similar players right now in terms of value for fantasy. So it's kind of a lateral move for me, and we haven't seen the upside of A-Rob yet. So I think we can chill with that. Kenyon Drake or Darius Slayton, half PPR. Oh, boy. Um, do we have any updated news on Kenny Galladay yet? I think I'm probably going with Kenyon Drake regardless, but might make it a little more interesting. Galladay was a limited participant all week, dealing with the same hip that bothered him in 2020. Probably end up playing. Uh, if that's the case, I'm definitely going to go with Drake there, Zach. If Galladay is out, do I start Shepard or Mike Evans? Oh, great question. Um, damn, what are we looking at, Owen, in terms of scoring settings? If it's full PPR, I honestly think I'd go with Shepard. They have a very tough – well, at least Mike Evans is probably going to have a really tough matchup against Jalen Ramsey. Let me see if they have any shadow history – of Ramsey on Mike Evans going back to last year. Yes, we did. We can look back to week 11 of last year and Jalen Ramsey shadowed Mike Evans for 75% of the routes. He had seven targets, four for 40. Uh, so yeah, this is going to be a tough matchup for Evans. He is obviously probably going to be without um, Antonio Brown for this week. Maybe more targets, but... Uh, Crazy, crazy. Full PPR, I'll go with Shepard. Half PPR, I might even lean Shepard, too. Standard, I'm going to go with Evans, though. Am I crazy wanting to start Emmanuel Sanders over Waddle and Myers? Over Myers, no. Over uh, over Waddle. One of the, Josh Allen has got has to break through one of these days, and, and Emmanuel Sanders is just running so many fucking routes, and uh, he's being targeted enough. He's got a pretty high target share. I want to say it's up up at like 18 to 19 percent right now. Uh, Washington has not been as good of a defense as we kind of expected over the first couple of weeks of the season. So, no, I don't think you're crazy whatsoever, especially with Jacoby Brissett back there. I would say, depending on what you're looking for, upside or floor, I probably like Sanders a little bit more floor. I think Waddle probably provides a little upside, given the fact that Jacoby Brissett's in there. He's not going to take a lot of shots downfield, but Will Fuller is also biking the lineup. Therefore, um, yeah, no, I don't. Th I don't think you're crazy. I think Sanders and Waddle are, are definitely similar in the rankings for me. Would you trade Demont for Gibson, assuming both can you produce similar numbers this week? Half PPR, twelve team. That's really close for me. Um, I'd probably take Gibson. I still think Gibson's a better player. Is Fields a star for you? Where do you have him ranked this week? I have Wilson, Lawrence, and Fields. I feel like he is the start. Uh, do you mean like? I mean. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Dustin Fields is without a doubt startable. Are you talking about Wilson as in like Zach Wilson? Talking about Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely startable over him. I have uh, Justin Fields as the quarterback 17, and I have Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback 21. Probably going to move Lawrence above Ben Roethlisberger, though, with the chest injury and Deontay Johnson not playing. So I have Fields ranked slightly higher than uh, and Trevor Lawrence because I think Fields has a really good chance of pulling off like a uh, Jalen Hurts type week where maybe he's not, you know, 200 yards, maybe a touchdown, an interception, two touchdowns, an interception, but like 60 yards on the ground or something. Are we looking to trade C-Mac? Now, nah, supposedly the injury is not too, too concerning. He'll be back in a couple weeks. I might actually try to, after this week, see if I could flip somebody for C-Mac, maybe like Dalvin Cook for C-Mac and see if that works. But no, nah, I wouldn't be looking to try to trade C-Mac. Mike Davis or Melvin Gordon, half PPR at Flex. Ew, that's ugly. That's ugly. Um, fuck. You put my mind in a blender here. I would love not to play either of those guys. I will probably lean towards I'll lean towards Denver. Their game plan's got to be to just attack on the ground and attack on the ground and attack on the ground. By Denver, I obviously mean Melvin Gordon. Honest thoughts about Najee Harris for the rest of the season. Uh, man, I like that you put honest thoughts as if I was just going to lie to you. So the Steelers offense, not very fucking encouraging, obviously. Tough offense to buy into right now. Uh, I do think that Najee Harris is going to be involved enough in the passing game that I don't want to give. Listen, he's he's pretty much what we what we thought he was going to be. I said he didn't have the ceiling of like a top five fantasy running back, but I don't think he has a floor outside the top 12 to 15. And I think that's still the case, but it's probably looking like it's going to end up closer to the floor than the ceiling. You know, instead of RB8, probably going to be like RB13 or some shit. Their schedule is pretty nice. They get the Bengals, they get the Packers. Um, in the middle of the season, they get the Lions, Chargers, and to end the year, they get the Vikings, the Titans, and the Chiefs in weeks 14, 15, 16 around the fantasy playoffs. And then the Browns are a pretty good defense. So I think the schedule lightens up. I think he has some good games. Uh, obviously, this is a wildly inefficient ground game. Hopefully, they pull together. Usually, usually what you see from good coaching staffs, usually what you see from good teams is the progression of units like the offensive line. Like it's a reason that you see at the end of the year, every year, the Ravens, the Patriots, these teams always finish the year, maybe a little bit sloppy up front, but their offensive line, their offense always gets clicking towards the end of the year because good coaching tends to put the right players in the right spots to perform. And they have schematic shifts. They have these different uh, philosophies that they're okay moving towards when they realize six weeks into the season that, you know, this is better for the offensive line. This is better for this player. You know, this position is better, et cetera. And the Steelers are a, a good franchise. So I assume they're going to get their shit together. They'll be better on the ground as they progress. So he's a low-end RB1, high-end RB2, uh, pr pretty much where you drafted him.
Nick, who should I start for my flex spot this week? Chase Edmonds, Jamar Chase, or Tyson? Full PPR. Uh, full PPR, I like... Do we have... Uh, let me see what we got updates here on... I want to see what we got for Joe Hayden and see if there's any updates on, on the Hayden news right now. Steelers will be getting back Devin Bush and Joe Hayden this Sunday. Full go. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit of a hit at the passing offense, but what's his name? Um, T Higgins is out. So Jamar Chase has, has a lot of ceiling. I would say Jamar Chase is a, a lot higher of a ceiling. It's between Chase and it's between the two Chases, the Chase bros. Chase Edmonds, Jamar Chase for me. If you're looking for upside, I'd go Jamar Chase. If you want a nice floor of like 12 to 13 points, I'd go with Chase Edmonds. But I think Jamar Chase has a, has a real chance to go like five or 102 touchdowns. I'm someone who typically plays running backs in my flex spot. I just kind of like the safety. But if you're a big underdog, uh, then I'd probably roll with Chase. Half. PPR. Uh, sorry, Trent. I honestly forgot what you asked for before. Henderson, full PPR, rest of season value. I got him, Javante, and Cup for Najee and Lockett. Um, I don't hate the trade for you. I mean, Cup and Lockett are, seem like a wash. I'd actually, I'd actually almost definitely take Cup over Lockett rest of season. I think things will eventually start to shift towards DK Metcalf, uh, and I don't see that happening with Robert Woods. So I like I like the trade for Cup, and then you're asking yourself Henderson and Javante versus Najee. Uh, I would have taken Najee there straight up probably over those two because he's going to be the workhorse there regardless. And now I feel like with Darrell Henderson's injury, he kind of proved to them what they thought to start, that he wasn't like a workhorse or someone that could take over as a workhorse. So I think you kind of got two, two running back by committee backs, but you've got upside. I think if Henderson does come back and take over the starting role again, see what he did in the first two weeks and Javante if he comes as the uh as the top guy then yeah you should be okay there I, I think it's I think it's a fair trade um I think Darrell Henderson I'm a little bit worried about if Sony Michelle does kind of pop off or do something well Full PPR, start two, Sermon, Singletary, Tim Patrick, Latavius Murray. I know it's rough. I got so many injuries. Well, luckily for you, I, I personally think Sermon's a fantastic start this week. And then you have Tim Patrick against the Jets. Latavius Murray's not going to be in my lineup for a full PPR. And you have Singletary, who's been a little bit better than we'd expected. They're going against Washington front, which is tough. Um, Sermon is is a start for me for sure. I'm, I think I'm going to go with Tim Patrick there, man. I like Tim Patrick. He always performs. He's the clear number two. He's running as many routes as Cortland Sutton is. They got a nice matchup against the Jets who get absolutely no pressure. So Tim Patrick down the field as a possession guy seems to benefit from that. So uh, FF reach, I'm going I'm to run with Sermon and Tim Patrick there. <clears throat> with an IR spot, would you grab Jeff Wilson and Stash? Yes, absolutely. Hope he bike soon. Edmonds or CEH rest of season full PPR? Ew. Um. Honest, mm. let me check something out real quick. I want to see if there's been any hit to Clyde Edwards Hilaire's snap counts at all for seeing anyone play a little bit more. That's the other, that's the thing about Clyde is just like there's no one in the backfield to really take snaps from him, man. 
Sorrell Williams and Jarek McKinnon. We did see week one, Clyde went from 72% down to 65%. Darrell went from 22 up to 27%. Jarek McKinnon went from 6 to 8%. But those are so negligible when you're talking about like two to three snap swings. So it's not really predictive, in my opinion. Man, it's not looking good for Clyde. I, I think I might actually take Chase in, in full PPR. Would you ever consider trading Nuke? Just worried about his target share going forward with more on the scene. Uh, I'm not worried about Nuke. Uh, I think anyone is tradable, though. I'm always down to trade wide receivers or running backs if possible. Would you trade Tyson for Sermon? Um, hmm, That's an interesting question because I would play Sermon over Tyson this week, but it seems like Tyson is probably the long-term solution for Baltimore over the season, and Sermon could go back to like nothing once Elijah Mitchell is back. I do think Sermon carves out a role this week. I think Sermon plays really well, carves out a role, and he's kind of like unsittable for Shanahan going forward. So, you know, I'm going to take Sermon over Tyson rest of the season. Okay. I'm 2-0, need help with my RB slots and my flex this week. Full PPR, I have Dalvin, Tyson, Sermon, and Melvin. I also have Pittman and Rondell Moore leading to go with Cook and Tyson with more in the flex. So, yeah, I mean, if you've caught the drift, I'm going to – if if, if uh, what's his face? Trey Sermon doesn't absolutely pop off. I'm, I'm going to absolutely sink teams this week. I will be more devastating to teams than the fucking iceberg was the Titanic. I'm going to sink y'all. Uh, I would be playing De- Dalvin, obviously, if he goes, and Sermon as my RB2. Um, I also have Pittman. So Pittman's kind of interesting with Carson Wentz looking more and more like he's going to play. Rondell Moore, I do like that start. I like Rondell Moore there in the flex. Um, but I might I might run out three three running backs there. I might just take the first three off the rip, Dalvin, Tyson, and Sermon. It would definitely be Dalvin and Sermon for me, assuming both of those guys play. Elijah Mitchell's not playing for the first two flex spots. And then... Wouldn't blame you for going Rondell Moore over Tyson. But I would personally probably take Williams there. My only tight ends are Higby and Jonu. Not sure if I should be satisfied with that. I have lots of depth of wide receiver. Wondering if I should make trades and who should I target? Uh, yeah, I mean, you can't feel great about it right now. Jonu Smith is just getting cannibalized by Hunter Henry. And Higby has been playing every snap. He's been running every single route. So I do think better days are ahead. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being... Uh, a really good option this week. I, th- I think the Rams are going to have a nice little passing day against Tampa Bay. Maybe what you could do is is wait for this week, see if either Higby or Jonu go off, trade whoever goes off plus one of those wide receivers and try to upgrade at tight end. Um, y'all know I like Tyler Higby a lot. I mean, uh, Tanya a lot. Maybe Mark Andrews, if he has another bad game, you can try to trade up for a guy like him. You're not going to be able to get a guy like Hawkinson or any of the top three guys, but see what you could do there. There's just, you know what it is? It's that tier of like tight end seven through 15, which Higby and Jonu are a part of. It's It almost makes no sense to try to trade up for him. So I would say maybe target Tanya or Andrews if you could package one of these guys. We're going to go quickly through these. Choose one, James Robinson, Leonard Fournette, Mike Davis, half PPR. I always say I want to go quickly, and then I'm like, ah, let me let me look at a few things. I have, who do we have here? James Robinson on Fournette, Mike Davis. So I have James Robinson at 26. I have Mike Davis at 29. And I have Fournette down at 35. So I will go with Mike Davis there. I mean, uh, I will go with James Robinson there. Any news on Dalvin? Not that I've heard of. Um, 
Not that I've heard of, uh, but he didn't practice at all this week, but he could play and suit up, which I don't know. It's kind of 50-50 on that right now. I have Zeke and James Robinson, RB1 and 2. Melvin Gordon at my flex. I have Pollard and Devonta Smith on my bench. Should I start them at RB2 and flex? Uh, can we get some scoring situations? Because I would play Devonta Smith over Melvin Gordon. I like Smith to have a nice bounce back this week. I would play Smith over Melvin Gordon. Uh, I, I probably wouldn't play Pollard over. Let's see where I have these guys. I've got Smith over Gordon for sure. But Pollard's below both of them. So I would I would move Devonta Smith into there somehow. Tyson Williams or Mike Davis. And and again, guys, since you're in this chat, you obviously have access to my rankings. So if I don't get to your questions, just go check out my rankings and they can kind of answer those questions for you. Again, a ton of Tyson Williams uh, and Mike Davis PPR at Flex. I'll go with Tyson there. Range. Uh, hold up. My uh, doorbell's ringing. BRBs. Um, where do I think I'll rank Hubbard next week? Good question. So Hubbard was a guy that I didn't really think was a great running back prospect to begin with. So I'm going to be a little bit lower on him. <clears throat> you could see it in a few of the plays, like a few of the plays where he had the outside completely open to him and Christian McCaffrey breaks it and hits the outside and turns it into a 12 yard gain where Chuba ends up getting tackled for like a one yard gain. I think that's the difference. Chuba was labeled as like this dude who, um, was had like elite breakaway speed, ends up running like a four or five undersized. So not a very impressive prospect when it comes to that stuff. Next week, he plays against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have actually been pretty fucking stingy against the run so far this year. They don't let up anything at Tampa Bay week one. Austin Eckler was a little bit hampered. So um, I don't know if you can really count that. Actually, Austin Eckler had a pretty big day. He just didn't get to, into the end zone. Uh, Chuba will probably end up being in like the RB 18 to 22 range. If I had to guess, maybe, maybe like 16. Fuck. Why are you ringing again, bro? Give me a sec. Two trade scenarios, full PPR. Give away AB plus Damian Harris or James White to get Javonta Williams. Give Julio plus Gaskin to get Kittle. Um, I would not do the second one. I would not trade to get Kittle. Give away AB plus Damian Harris <coughs> to get Javonta Williams. Probably wouldn't do that either. Harris and Javonta Williams are pretty similar to me, and then to throw AB on top of it, probably not. So I, I don't think I'd do either of those, Tom. Not fantasy-related. How you feeling after Uncle COVID got you? Any lingering issues? Um, nah, I feel pretty good. Uh, this yesterday was actually the last day of my quarantine. So I'm allowed to go outside now. It's been, this is day 11. So I'm good. Uh, I don't feel any lingering effects except that I still have zero taste or smell, 
which is actually wildly fucking depressing because you have no idea when that's going to come back. Some people get it back in two weeks. Some people get it back in two months. Some people are six months into it and haven't been able to get that shit back. So um, that's my only lingering issue at this point. Otherwise, I haven't really tried to work out, so I don't know what like my lung capacity looking like right now, but I imagine it's not pretty. But yeah, the, the taste and the smell are just completely gone, and it's actually fucking terrible. Trade Tyson for Javante. Yeah, I would definitely take Javante in that situation. Thought process behind Herbert over Hurts this week. Bro, I, I think Herbert's going to go absolutely fucking nuts. Um, I mean, just first of all, the Chiefs and the, and the Chargers should be an absolutely dynamite scoring mess. Herbert's gotten a lot of unlucky things just happen to him. Um, where he's not scoring in the red zone, unlucky picks, shit like that. I think this is the week where he fucking blasts off and he throws for three to four touchdowns, 300 plus yards. O-line is playing good. Uh, they're passing the ball at such a high rate right now. Uh, the pace is good. Like I, I really, really like Herbert this week. Got offered Russell Wilson, Kamara and DK for cup and Zeke full PPR for the Kamara side. No brainer. Other backs for Carson head. Uh, oh, interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. I, I like that. You get the Russ DK stack. I would take that Brandon. Fryermuth or Doyle this week. Wentz is starting, I think. Yeah, I uh that's that's an interesting play. Fryermuth, I don't think is gonna have a lot of volume. I think Doyle has a chance of having volume. So if it's yeah, I'd, I'd probably go Doyle there. Marvin Jones, Devonta Smith, or James Robinson this week, full PPR. Ooh, it's really close between Jones and Devonta Smith. Very close. Uh Damn, you know that dud game for Marvin Jones is fucking coming. You know it is. I'm 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 still going to lean Marvin Jones, though, there, Liam. Time to try pine. Stop it. The only thing that would make me taste is this, and it would make it taste like shit. Had their own in August. Taste came back around two weeks. Smell took longer. Glad you are feeling better. Yeah, uh, that seems to be the sentiment, like two to four weeks, basically. I feel like at this point, I don't give a fuck about the smell. I just want the taste back. Like, it's so depressed. It's like, it's like. I drank a diet Coke yesterday and felt like I was drinking air when you're drinking bacon and when you're eating bacon, you're just eating like a shitty chip. It's terrible. Lance or Tannehill and Marvin Jones, super flex best ball. Uh, um, super flex best ball. Give me Tannehill and Marvin Jones. Give me the guy who's actually playing on the field right now. Can give you points. Chris Carson and Woods for AJ Brown full PPR. Uh, now nah, I'm going to keep the Carson and Woods side. It's not necessarily buying low when you got to give up Carson. All right, y'all. That's going to wrap up the stream. Again, uh, I hope I got to all your questions. If I didn't, as always, you can just check the rankings, which are up on bdge.store forward slash community. If you're a member, just go to the community drop down and you'll see the weekly rankings tag that you can go straight to. Got everything on there. You can sign up bdge.store forward slash community. Um, hit the thumbs up if you enjoyed. Subscribe to the channel if you're new. If someone wants to put timestamps in, that would be greatly appreciated. But this was a fucking live stream, so no, I don't go back. Watch it. Put the timestamps in. I'm not a psychopath. Enjoy the rest of y'all's weekends. Much love, as always. And please, please, please consider donating to uh, the family of Mike Tags. I will link that GoFundMe right in the description as well. I love y'all. I'm out.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.